day eight of the Massive Attack podcast, 12 days of Christmas comedies. I'm Joe, and with me is a very confused Mitch. I'm, I'm confused. There's too much Christmasing going on. It's because we see each other every day. It just we're only I'm trying to, to work and I'm doing parties and I'm seeing Star Wars and it's all just happening. It is. See, normally we only see each other once every couple of weeks when we record or when we're not recording, we sit around and play video games and watch crappy television. But instead, we're sitting watch around watching crappy television and talking about it. Every day. Every day. Every day. And today, every day. you wrote the book? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, today, well, well, we have another one of those shows What's that this about? I knew absolutely nothing about. You know nothing about this show? I've seen probably two minutes of this show before. A good two minutes? The opening two minutes of the very first episode. And it's a good two So it was a good two minutes. Yeah, yeah. But today we're looking at the Canadian sitcom, Corner Gas. Corner Gas. So, Mitch. Yeah. You are the fan of Corner Gas. I, I am a fan, not the fan. The fan? It was very popular in Canada. Was it more popular than Beachcombers? Yes. Ah, see, because that's the only other Canadian show that I could think of off the top of my head. That's pretty much it for me too, or hmm. Da Vinci's Demons. What about Degrassi? Is that Canadian? Yes. Ah. Yes, it is. All right then. And I'm sure there's other Canadian shows. Can't Da Vinci's Demons, Da Vinci's Inquest. What am I thinking? I don't know. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I have about. no idea what I'm you're talking still, about either. I'm Christmas down. Anyway, quite a guess. It was a very popular show in Canada. Very popular. Good viewership. And it's funny because when I was watching this, it was on SBS here in Australia, and a friend of the show, Joel... He's a big fan as well. I don't know if I got him onto it or not, but we, we talked about it a lot. It's, it's a very funny show. But there's a lot of Canadianness to it. The best thing about me watching the show, because I was watching it as it was airing, well, I think it was a few years old when I got to it, so I had a backlog to catch up to, so I watched it a lot, like a lot at one time. And we had a Canadian at work, which is really handy because you need a translator every now and then. And it's like, was there a famous game of ice hockey or a battle of like seven matches between Canada and someone? And he goes, what, the match seven with with Russia and this and that, where this happened and this happened? It's like, yeah, it just happened in Corner Gas, but they did it with a foosball table and they just recreated this thing. So there's a lot of references to obviously what Canadians would know about. Yeah. But it's still funny. Like there's so much stuff I didn't know. But then after watching it and then going talking to Andy at work and saying, what's this about? And he's all like, oh, that means this, this, and this. It just adds another layer of comedy or reading the wiki or reading the trivia on IMDb and stuff like that. It's just, it has layers. It's a very simple on the surface comedy, but this, yeah, the layers just made it that little bit more than just your average comedy. Hmm. It, it definitely is very Canadian. It just has that feel of Canada about it's it. It's got a relaxedness. Like, it's in t- not intense, but it's it's, it's, it's got a, a chilled vibe to it, but it's still in, it's got a manicness to it as well at the same time. Yeah, and I think the fact that Canada was sort of, that sort of almost part of the Commonwealth, mm. it has more of an English sort oh, yeah. of spin on the humour as opposed to the American mm. slap you in the face with the jokes. Yeah. And the, unlike, this isn't a sitcom per se, it's not filmed in front of a live audience. It's a single camera comedy is what they call it. So it's filmed single camera set pieces as opposed to multi-camera in front of a live studio audience. Okay. Now the premise of Corner Gas is set in Dog River, which is not a real place, in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. Yes. Which is the joke and it's in the opening line of the song is it's so flat that you can watch your dog run away, you can watch it run for three days. It's that flat. I, I suppose you'd call it rural in a way where it's the main premise of the show, Corner Gas, is Brent Leroy is the main character, who's a the main writer of the show and a comedian, played by Brent Butt. Don't laugh. 
and he plays Brent Leroy as a character. And he runs the gas station in Dog River. And attached to the gas station is a diner, which is run by his... Will they or won't they? That should be a trope we're adding here. Um, <laughs> it's been one in a couple of the things we've watched. Yes, love interest is Lacey Burrows, played by Gabrielle Miller. And then his co-worker at, cor- at the gas station is Wanda, yep. played by his real-life wife, I think. Okay. Yeah, and there's other characters in there, which is his parents, and then he's his best mate since they were six years old, which is Hank, which he looks a bit like Radar O'Reilly from MASH, if you sort of... Yeah, a little bit. He's got that sort of thing. And the other two main characters are the show would be the police. So it's Karen and Davis. And I love this show. Like, I say that about all the shows that I recommend on this, but I fucking love this show. I really fucking love this show. It's like 30 Rock in the fact that I'll go back and watch an episode and it's like, God, this is clever. Mm. I forgot that there's levels. Like, there's overt comedy in there that's like, yeah, that's funny. And then there's just the sides that are just like, oh, that's clever. And that's good. And then there's not slapstick humor, but there's pretty fun stuff. So so you've got those core characters that I just mentioned, and they're not functioning at all. None of them are right. No. I mean, the closest you get is Lacey, who runs runs the diner, but she's from Toronto and she's moved to there because she inherited the diner off her auntie and she's sort of stuck in Dog River. All the others are born and bred Dog River residents and they're all just not quite. No, they're a little bit NQR. Yeah, and it just it just works. Like for something that's so foreign, like I know it's, you know, it's only Canada, but it is quite foreign. Like, you know, it's ice hockey, it's Well, they Peronis. do speak a different language. Yeah. <laughs> And it's and just the stuff that goes on is quite funny. So in this, it's a Christmas episode. So all the relationships are not normal, like friendships and re- the parental relationships aren't quite right. And they do a lot of asides and throwaways, like they do in the Family Guy. Yeah, sort of a- sort of flashbacks to when Brent was a kid and yeah. his parents were ruining Christmas. Well, they, they, they sort of come in and they go, "What's this?" And they bought a Christmas tree in. And his dad Oscar, they bring in a Christmas tree and he, he puts it on the ground. They go, "You're just going to leave it on the ground?" He goes, "It's easier to decorate down there." <laughs> you know, just he's a lazy bum. So they sort of go in there and, and Brent comes in going what, what's, what's that tree what's that smell and he's going oh we thought we'd have a real tree and he goes where's the w- real tree and he goes no that, that is a real tree and he goes no 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 the one we've always had the aluminium one from 1973 and he goes yeah that's our real tree and it's like oh no we thought we'd do this it's like what are you doing with this new idea the tradition is the silver tree then she makes some homemade cranberry sauce and he goes but it comes out of a can what are you doing real cranberry sauce comes out of a can we don't know to this you know, yeah so it's sort of playing stuff. on the the trope that was traditional Christmas to the new so yeah, it was kind of weird in that way. Um, but then they sort of talked about ruining. Oh, you always ruin Christmas, and then have flashbacks to times in the past, and it always ended with uh, an ambulance driving off to the hospital. And I thought that was really cleverly done. It mm. was sort of that quick little shot of his dad sort of saying, "All right, I'll show you how to carve the turkey," and then you know, the knife they're sharp, and the and next then, scene, ambulance, <laughs> ambulance, yeah. and then the next one was the mum doing something, and then ambulance, and then I <laughs> oh, drink some nog. It's like, yeah, it right. tastes funny. He goes, "Just drink yeah, it. It'll all. be fine." <laughs> ambulance, and then we cut to another one was like you know be careful with that knife you know what happened a couple of years ago because yeah good point brent you do it <laughs> ambulance. and I, I thought that you know it's a, just a little throwaway gag in the middle of the show yeah but it was clever and it was funny you got a bit where hank is probably the most nqr of the people He's, he doesn't quite get the way the world works mm. and he was at the, at the dot just at the general store and there was someone saying oh can i buy this dad and the dad's like no son it's just too expensive yeah and then then hank has a flashback and he's there at the store it was meant to be him as a kid because he's dressed the same way and he's like can I buy this please just this one toy can I buy it and the dude's like no I've told you who is this kid 
<laughs> so it's just a weird flashback there. But So he gets a bit of a Christmas spirit jolt and he goes, we should help people who are needy. Yep. So he goes around saying, how about instead of Christmas gifts, how about we donate and help that family? You know that family that's really poor? Like, Why don't we help them? So that, that sort of becomes a B plot of the story. And then there's another, another plot where Lacey wants to go back to Toronto for Christmas with the family because she's sort of had it with Dog River and she wants to get out. And she goes to the airport yep. and has an exchange with the guy there. You made the call. You'll have to watch the episode to get the full yeah. gist of that. But again, just very Canadian. Mm. And, and they play up to their audience. It's not for a general audience. It is for a Canadian audience. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're snowed in there. You can't go to Toronto. We can't get out. But you can fly to Edmonton. And when you can go from there to the Toronto. So, and they, right. they were making a lot of jokes about the airport code being YYC for mm. for one town, Calgary, and YYZ for being Toronto. Yep. And he's like, but I can get you to YYZ, but I can't get you to YYC. And then you can catch a, a bus here <laughs> yeah. and you can do this. So she does that. So she's like, all right, I'll do that. And they keep flashing back to her and she's on a bus going from somewhere else and then she's going here. And yeah, she's finally on a, towards the end, she's finally on a plane to go back to Toronto and the storms came in, so they're going to land in Regina. So back where she started, she doesn't get anywhere. But mm. so that's that side of it. You've had the Hank. So he's got together quite a collection of, of toys and gifts for this the, for the poor family. So they turn up to to donate them to this house, and they're going, "Here you go. We, we we've got this collection for you." And it's like, "Why?" And they go, "Because you you don't have a lot." And this and it's like, "We're not poor. We just don't buy anything until Boxing Day when everything's on sale. That's all." So yeah. oh. and so yeah. you, so you're not poor. You're just cheap. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh. Oh, f- fine. <laughs> so they leave all their presents and take them back and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just ruining Christmas and well, it's very co- consistent with the show. This yep. is this is what you get with the rest of the show. It's always that sort of stuff. There's no real, it's a very subtle heart to the show, but everyone's sort of mean to each other and they don't, they're not evil to each other, but there's just that little bit of a snark. Snarky, there. yeah. I did like the, the little storyline they had going with Wanda. Yep. where she had the transforming robot that turned from the a trans into farmers. a robot. Yeah, Transformers, because <laughs> it was a, a goat that turned into a robot. Yep. I thought that was kind of cool. So, I mean, the thing is, Brent is a comic book fan. Like, the character, the first scene is him reading a comic book, and he's always reading comics and the thing. That's that's what made me want to watch this show, because okay. someone reviewed it on a podcast that I was listening to. They're saying he's a comic book fan who runs a gas show. And I was like, oh, that, and that tells you nothing of the show. Hmm. But that was enough to pull me in and say, comic book fan, that might be a thing I'm interested in. But it had nothing to do with the show in the end. But, okay. but you know, obviously Brent is uh, to a level, and it's sort of like, yeah, this is kind of cool. Yeah. So, and it ends with mistletoe, where the will they won't they, and it didn't. And then it's like, oh, I'll get it down for you because they're cleaning up all the Christmas decorations because Christmas Day's over. Lacey and Brent are there talking, and they didn't kiss under the mistletoe. There was tension, but they didn't do it. And then he goes, I'll get it down for you. Gets up on the ladder and ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> and the show ends. So, yeah, nice, nice finish. I got some laughs out of this, considering I'd never seen it. I wasn't familiar with the characters. There was enough, I guess, recognisable humour. Yep. The whole relationship between Brent and his parents mm. is just typical sitcom fare. Yeah. But it's done well. Mm-hmm. It, it was kind of reminiscent, I guess, of George and his parents in Seinfeld, only not quite as nasty to each other. But his dad, I think you said one of his catchphrases is calling people a jackass. Yeah. And he did that and it was kind of like, yeah, I can see that that would become a catchphrase. Yeah. But it was fun. It mm. was it was innocent fun, really. There was No one was really the butt of anyone else's jokes, but you could kind of see that they all had that just sort of niggling. There's no hero other. of the show. No. No, they're all got their own problem. Yeah. And it was very much an ensemble. It didn't seem like one storyline was more important than the others. Mm. They all kind of got their equal play in the whole episode. Yep. But yeah, I, I think I would probably 
try and watch more of this? I would recommend this. I, re- I do dig Connor Gas, and this mm. is like, yeah, bring it on some more. There is a movie. They actually did a movie like a year or two after the season finished. Okay. Yes, so that's good. And I was reading in the trivia online that they were planning on doing an animated series, but I don't I think don't, that ever happened. I haven't seen of it, but I'm, I'm actually I'm keen to check it out if there mm. is, because give me more. And I think they said most of the original voices came back for it too. Okay. Mm. Mm, might be. So, yes. Because they actually went off and did another show. The guy who played Hank got a show afterwards, and Wanda and Brent did another show. Okay. And they sort of followed their continuing adventures. Not the same characters, but the actors. He was playing himself, though, wasn't he? Pretty much. Yeah. And he played pretty much the same role in the next series as well. Maybe. Mm. Yes, but again, it was something I was glad I watched for something that I've never seen before. Yep. And it was Christmassy. Oh, well, okay. There was Nog. There was. There was Nog. There was Snow. There was There was Yes, because they were snowed in. Because maybe that's a trope, being snowed in. It could it's be. happening a few times in this. There was the mistletoe. That's another trope that seems to be happening. Yes. The will they, won't they under the mistletoe. There was the trimming of the tree because we had the whole plot line around the fact that he didn't have his aluminum tree and they had the real tree. Well, that's right because it was, oh, what about the real tree? No, this is the real wooden this is tree, the real tree. Or what we used to call in the olden days, the tree. A tree. <laughs> yep. We had- the Exchanging of exchange, gifts. Yes, because they were giving them away to the needy, but then they weren't needy. They were just cheap. So they gave them to each other. We had a Christmas meal, kind of, in the flashback scenes oh, where yes. they Carving the turkey. Yes, yes. There was no religion. No. And there wasn't a lot of conflict unless you consider the fact that Brent was anti going to the traditional and he wanted yes. to keep his own tradition. Mm. I guess you could say there was a little yes, bit of conflict there. there. Yes. And yeah, we had eggnog and it happened on Christmas. So Correct. it's definitely a Christmas it's episode. It's always, yeah. Mm. So the boxes. Yes. Christmas to the max. Mm. Not quite. It didn't have religion, but if, if not, no. it would have been Christmas to the max. Oh, I don't think they have religion in Canada, do they? Do they? No, I don't think so. I don't know. They have Tim Hortons. Okay. It's a coffee shop. Oh, okay. It's one of those famous Canadian things. Oh, fair enough. Like pierogies. I don't know. What are pierogies? They're dumplings. I thought you were talking about poutines. Mm. No, that's melted something, isn't it? Yeah, it's like cheese curds and chips and gravy. And they're awesome if they're done properly. Okay. Canada. <laughs> anyway, that's our episode for today. Yep. And we will be back tomorrow with another comedy. Funny about that, because we're doing the 12 Days of Christmas comedies. So funny about these comedies. I don't know. No. They are pretty funny. No, I got a lot of laughs out of this. Oh, good. good. So, yes, we'll be back tomorrow with something else from The Heap. And we're getting very close now. Mm-hmm. So, yes, tomorrow is day nine. And we will see you then. Yep. Alrighty. Thank you, Mitch. See you tomorrow. I just want to. I just want to. I really, really want to.